proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org This is Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, Keith Hubbard's Star Talk highlights the waning gibbous moon and big, bright Antares. Sonia Hedlund and Michael Chinicki are kidding and share their late winter, early spring arrival of baby goats at Apple Pond Farm. Community member Jane Luxinger reads her attitude-inclusive poem about living with four seasons. And Christine San Jose shares her archived readings about springtime and an Easter bunny. All of that coming up on today's Farm and Country. But first, news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Abortion providers in at least some states could soon face new restrictions on prescribing abortion pills after a federal judge in Texas paused the FDA approval of a key drug. NPR's Sarah McCammon reports the Justice Department is appealing. The ruling came in response to a lawsuit from anti-abortion rights groups who want to take the abortion pill Mifepristone off the market. Melissa Fowler is with the National Abortion Federation, which represents providers around the country. The first thing that we're thinking about is trying to combat the confusion that this is going to cause patients right now on the ground, people who need care today, in the next seven days, and the next couple of weeks. Meanwhile, a federal judge in Washington state issued a competing decision protecting access to the drug in response to a separate lawsuit from a coalition of Democratic state attorneys general. Legal analysts say the issue is likely to go before the U.S. Supreme Court. Sarah McCammon, NPR News, Washington. China has begun three days of military drills near Taiwan using warships and at least 71 fighter planes. This comes in response to a meeting this week in California between the president of Taiwan and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. China claims Taiwan as its own territory. Israelis will resume demonstrations against the government's plan to weaken the judiciary, but police are calling to scale down the protests with the country on edge after deadly violence yesterday. NPR's Daniel Estrin reports. Israelis are lighting candles where a Palestinian citizen of Israel rammed his car into tourists along the Tel Aviv boardwalk, killing a 35-year-old man from Italy. Pieces of the car are still strewn at the site. Police say they killed the driver when they thought he was reaching for a gun. Now police say it wasn't a gun. The man's relatives deny he intended to carry out an attack. In the occupied West Bank, two British-Israeli sisters, reportedly 16 and 20 years old, were killed in a shooting yesterday. Israeli protesters are preparing another rally against the government's plan to weaken the judiciary, but a protest spokesman says they're canceling a march because police asked for arrest after attending to the recent violence. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Hospitals in the UK will cancel up to a quarter million surgeries and appointments next week, with almost half of all British doctors walking off the job for 96 hours to protest low-wage levels. This will be the second strike in a month by the country's junior doctors. They're demanding a 35% pay increase from the government. Villa Marx has more. UK hospitals will cancel up to a quarter million surgeries and appointments next week, with almost half of all British doctors walking off the job for 96 hours to protest low wage levels. 
This will be the second strike in a month by the country's junior doctors who are demanding a 35% pay increase from the government, which calls that request, quote, unreasonable. Willem Marx reporting. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to Farm and Country. Coming up on today's show, Sonia Hedlund and Michael Chinicki are kidding and share their late winter, early spring arrival of baby goats at Apple Pond Farm. Community member Jane Luxinger reads her attitude-inclusive poem about living with four seasons. Christine San Jose shares her archived readings about spring and an Easter bunny. But first, here is Keith Hubbard's Star Talk. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. country. I'm Keith Hubbard, and this is Star Talk. In the early morning hours on Monday, the moon and Antares will pair up in the sky. The waning gibbous moon will be about one and a half degrees from Antares. The duo will rise around midnight in the southeast, but it will not be until 1.30 a.m. that they will be high enough to be easily seen. The pair will remain fairly low in the sky all night reaching their peak around 4.15 a.m. when they will be due south. At their highest, the moon in Antares will only be 22 degrees above the horizon. That is slightly more than the width of two fists held out at arm's length. Antares is ruddy-colored and is the brightest star in the constellation Scorpius. Antares is in the anatomically correct position of the heart of a scorpion, which is fitting for a red star. Antares is not only a red star, but it is a red supergiant star, a star whose massive size makes our sun look tiny. If Antares replaced our sun in the solar system, it would extend out three times the distance from the Earth to the sun, beyond the orbit of Mars and over halfway to Jupiter. The word Antares means rival of Mars due to the fact that its noticeably red color challenges that of the red planet. Seeing Antares, a star in a summer constellation, means that warmer days will soon be heading our way. Head out in the hours before dawn on Monday to see the moon and Antares together in the southern sky. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. Thank you.
animal husbandry is the branch of agriculture concerned with animals that are raised for meat, fiber, milk, or other products. It includes day-to-day care, selective breeding, and raising of livestock. Daily challenges include seasonal weather conditions. Sonia Hedlund from Apple Pond Farm outside of Jeffersonville, New York, is familiar with all of this. Here is Sonia with community member Michael Chinicki as they attend to a prolonged process in kidding dairy goats. Sonia Hedlund for Farm and Country. Kidding time is usually in the spring. The pregnancy of these two dairy goats, Kiki and Opal, was rather uncertain. I didn't have the dates when they were bred correct, so I've been waiting impatiently. But now we're very close. Both goats have never had kids before, and they have had very good prenatal care here, the right kind of food and water, minerals, exercise. The barn is set up perfectly for them, and I am optimistic that the delivery will go well. Everything is prepared, besides a nice place to give birth. We have colostrum in the freezer should they not have enough milk to nurse their babies right away. Very unlikely, given the size of their udders. And I also have a warming box should the lambs be very cold, but fortunately the weather today is quite mild. I expect two from each one, and they will stay in pens with their mothers for a couple of days, and then they will go on to a smaller group, the foursome, I hope, four kids and two mothers. A brief barn check a few hours later. It's much colder. Opal, the French Alpine, comes over and lets me pet her face. Not something she used to do. She's quiet. They're not running around, her and the other doe, Kiki, just standing around waiting, looking very expectant. Now's the time to be patient and watchful. Watching Kiki as labor progresses, as it should, we can see two front feet and the little nose at her vulva, and we're ready to help when she gives a push. Michael's here. He's going to just take those two feet and pull them down kind of in an arc 
She's not stressed at all. Everything looks like it's going to be fine. A lot of this labor time is waiting and watching. Michael and I are here, and Kiki has delivered all by herself this beautiful kid. I don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. We're just letting the mother rest a bit. She's turned her head around and is a bed trying to lick her. Give that kid a little push forward so the mother can actually reach her. There you go. Hello. A little nickering sound. Perfect delivery. We didn't do anything. Yeah, you can easily be tempted to go rush in. Just be patient. Have everything set up. I think there's going to be another kid. I think so. We'll wait and see what happens. For us living here in the Catskills, some upper Delaware River, Pennsylvania region here, it is an opportunity to grow some of your own food. Have a big garden, all organic, plant what you want and pick and eat the very same day. Also a pleasure, I think, to have animals that produce meat and milk. And goats really are a delight to have. They're not easy because they're very smart and if there's a way to get out of a paddock, that you've spent money and time building, they will find out and they will do it. It can be very frustrating. You have to really like them to put up with that. But their intelligence, inquisitiveness, the quickly way they learn their names, it's quite remarkable and a great deal of fun for anybody who can live in the country and raise a few goats or a few sheep. Oh. Anyway, there's um, biscotti, there's soup, and there's some potatoes. I've Here. put them in the frying pan. Kidding continues at Apple Pond Farm. We have twins on the ground. They're doing very well. And now we're waiting for the next one. Michael Chernicki is in charge of the barn right now, and he's going to take care of everything. The animals are in good health, and we expect another set of twins from this alpine goat named Opal. We're in the barn now, and Michael is inspecting Opal, who is probably going to be in labor right now. Yeah, she um, is very, very close. She's show, showing signs that uh, she's going to follow her sister in giving birth soon. So we're just going to do a few chores and keep checking on her. We are ready with everything we need. In fact, we'll be back in 30 minutes to see whether the births have happened. We come back, and uh, yes, she had her kids. The first one was a coloration, just like her, and she was first, and she's just licking off the uh, afterbirth on the other one. And then the second kid came out just easily. However, when we came back later in the day, there were some issues. It seemed that one of the kids 
was not nursing, in fact, was rather weak and had a cold mouth. So we had to do something very special, not for the faint of heart, but really not that hard. Michael, you were tubing this. I had to tube it, and tubing is pushing a tube down the throat of the animal, which is a little kid in this case, and you got to make sure you get it down the esophagus and not the trachea, because that's when they breathe out of and you put it all the way down to their stomach and use a big plunger. I had first milked Opal, her mom, or it was actually his mom, and to get the colostrum um, milk from her because it's imperative they get the colostrum milk in the first 12, 20, 24 hours. hours. And um, so if they don't, they have a chance of not making it, a very good chance of not making it. We had to inject the colostrum milk down into the tummy. And it really works very well. It's something rather scary the first time. But if you don't do it, you, the chances are you won't have that uh, kid survive. Sunny day, and we're back in the barn. And let us describe to you what we are seeing here. These four yeah. wonderful goats and four babies. Approximately two weeks old, and they're all playing together, and they're doing their hop dancing and tumbling over each other. It's such a wonderful sight to see them all. And the moms are eating right now, feeding on some hay. We fed them some grain, and so they can produce more milk and they're they're taking good care of their kids what we will do here is uh, drink the milk ourselves michael and i are great milkers we do everything absolutely by the book clean jars hot water scrubs and everything though then we'll be making a lot of cheese but at the beginning we have to share with the with the kids because they do need the milk. It's a lovely sight here. If you've ever thought of having animals, even for pets, these goats are certainly entertaining, wouldn't you say? They are entertaining. They're very willful, too. They're not like sheep and following the sheep. They have their own <laughs> minds, which is a, a wonderful aspect of it. And you just have to learn uh, their own characteristics. So thank you, Farm and Country, from Sonia Hedl and Michael Chernicki here watching all these wonderful goats. For Radio Catskill, this is Rosie Starr in Narrowsburg. Today I'm speaking with community member Jane Luxinger. Jane, among all the hats she wears, she's a poet. And she's going to sit with us right now and share a poem that has a farming country feeling to it. And she performed this poem at the open mic night with the Tustin Humor Committee. Hi, Rosie. Thanks for having me. I'm Jane Luxinger. And I think I wrote this poem years ago. I actually don't remember when I wrote it. And I don't really consider myself a poet at all. I consider myself a part-time dabbler in poetry. I only write when I'm inspired by something. If something inspires me, all of a sudden I want to sit down and write about it. So this poem must have been inspired by a change of season in some way. So I will read it for you. The title is I Wonder, and it's parentheses dedicated to the four seasons. One person's opinion. 
Oh, no, it's spring again. Now I have to wash the windows, the curtains, change out my wardrobe, and rake the leaves that insisted to rest on my yard despite the work I did in the fall. Ugh, it's summer, and it'll be hot, humid, and often wet. I hope it doesn't rain on the weekends. Hmm. You think the fall is so great. Sure, the leaves gently descend, but the rains do not. They are fierce. Hurricanes are powerful enough to topple trees and sever power lines. When winter comes, I'm ready to take it slow, but often with a shovel in my hand. I wonder how anyone can live in a four-season climate. The rebuttal. I wonder if the first sunshiny days of spring are so fondly welcome because they contrast so sharply with the lingering gray days of winter. I wonder if Mother Nature competes with herself to add yet another shade of green as the plants and trees ready themselves to burst open for another season. I wonder if everyone welcomes the summer and all it brings, a constant showing of flowers, fresh vegetables, outdoor swimming, and more, a bit of something for everyone. I wonder if the constant fast pace of summer is the reason that the slower pace of fall is welcome. Glorious fall, the time Mother Nature shows off with a big, I did it again, folks, brought you everything you need with the help of my friend the sun. Now I can gown up for the farewell ball. Should I wear red or yellow this year? I wonder how anyone can hold back a gasp of delight as those first snowflakes fall and blanket the earth wiping the canvas clean in preparation to start a new cycle of seasons once again. I wonder how anyone can live without the four seasons. Jane, that was just stunning. It is a farm and country poem. Thank you for reading it. The first time I heard it, it was at the Tustin Humor Night on the birth of spring, March 22nd. The whole town was out at Estelita's on Bridge Street in Narrowsburg. There was a, an open mic and you were up there in the beginning of the show. How did it feel to read that to the audience? I read it because I know the organizers of the open mic night and everyone was concerned since it was the first open mic that perhaps no one would show up. So I promised Fred Freibush, who was one of the organizers, that I would have something handy should it become necessary for me to get up. And then lo and behold, he said, Jane, I want you to uh, kick off. So it was a little bit strange because it's not my usual thing. But to see everybody there was really inspiring to see so many people out. Yes, I have to agree. There were musicians, poets, yarn slingers were there. 
It was really a very warm, entertaining, packed house. I think Estelitas, everyone was being served cocktails and dinner, so they made out good. But it was really nice to open up spring with this. How do you think that benefits this community? Oh, my gosh. Well, clearly, but just by the amount of people that came out, it benefited the community, benefited the commerce of the community, and um, it was just a lot of fun. They're a real grassroots group. (laughs) They formed uh, just as they were sitting around the table having coffee in the morning and decided to get out there. Fred Freibush, he seems to be the organizer at the moment, and we'll be hearing from him about details on another open mic. We all need a little humor, no matter what the season is. Four Seasons of Humor. That could be a good title. Jane, thank you for taking the time to share your poem, and we look forward to hearing more of your poetry. Thank you, Rosie. It's um, quite an honor to uh, be recognized as a somewhat poet. Thank you. And now, here's Christine San Jose to recite poetry along the poet's row. It is a jolly one from uh, the Milanville Poets Unlimited, Mort Malkin. And Mort says, The crows are holding a conference today. My neighbor's new-mown lawn, the perfect sight. Arriving by ones and twos on unscheduled flights, they greet colleagues, speaking in coded simple sounds they all understand. While we... Higher beings need alphabets to tell love or hate or write similes. And just to blow the last cobwebs away, here's one from Brooke, shared with us by Highlights for Children. Oh, wind, how you blow me along with you. I want to go to the clouds. Blow me, blow me away. Spin me, twirl me, blow me to the moon then blow me back to earth. Rabbit Secrets. And I can't remember when I wrote it a long time ago, but I I don't know where they fished it out from at Highlights, but indeed they did. Oh, and they gave me a picture with it of such a lovely rabbit. I do love rabbits. Even when they come nibbling in my garden, I do love rabbits. So it goes like this. Rabbit Secrets What do you hear with those ears, Rabbit? What do you smell with that nose? What do you spy with those bright brown eyes? What is it your rabbit heart knows? Do you hear the bells ring far and near, Rabbit? Do you smell new life aborning? Do you spy the glory that fills the sky? Does your heart know it's Easter morning? We hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by Radio Catskill volunteers Keith Hubbard, 
Sonia Hedlund and Christine San Jose. Special thanks goes to our guests, Michael Chinicki, assisting the births of goats at Apple Pond Farm, and to community member Jane Luxinger, reading her bilateral poem about living with four seasons. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening local to Farm and Country and supporting Radio Catskill, public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Listen on air at 90.5 FM, on your phone or smart speaker, or online at wjffradio.org. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, a community-supported, science-based nonprofit taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008, proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org. Opioid use disorder is a chronic disease that affects many residents in Sullivan County. Like other chronic diseases, it can be managed with medications like buprenorphine and methadone. This is the most effective way to save lives, manage withdrawal symptoms, and reduce the risk of relapse, overdose, and death. Learn more about medications for opioid use disorder at HealTogetherNY.org forward slash Sullivan. That's HealTogetherNY.org forward slash Sullivan. Paid for by the NIH Heal Initiative, New York Research Site. This week on Sullivan.